Welcome to the K-Pop Cast. I'm your K-Pop host, Stephanie, calling in from the YouTube studio. And tonight, I'm joined by East Coast co-host, Ariana. Hey, everyone. Tonight, we'll be talking about Sunmi's Siren. Letting you know if this song is Daebak or not. But before we dive into that, first, hit replays. Hit replays are songs that we recommend you put on repeat or replay for the week. Ariana, what's making you hit replay? This week, I'm all about Shinwa's Kiss Me Like That. Oh, yeah. yes. It's just... Kiss me, kiss me, Shinwa. Kiss me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everywhere. They're legal. old enough. They are old hey. enough, thank God. One of the Sunday groups is celebrating their 20th anniversary. And 20th? They're 20th. Isn't that crazy? They're about to oh, hit 40. I feel so old. I know. And they came back with a sultry R&B song that has just like a perfect ticking sound in the background like you want it to. Mm-hmm. The video is at various locations overlooking the water while they entrance the women around them. And I think those moves are seductive and their voices feel like velvet. So I think this is exactly how boy bands should age as far as I'm concerned. Indeed. I really like how the song showcases their vocals. Yeah, I I guess I just didn't realize how strong their vocals were because I'm always looking at them, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> can say that for a lot of K-pop stars. Go love it when you kiss me What's your hit replay? Yeah, so speaking of strong vocals, my hit replay is from Pak Jimin. It's her latest song, April Fools. Love her. Yeah, you know, she came back with this song and I didn't realize how much I missed hearing her voice. She has some of the best vocals, smoothest, golden, chocolate, whatever, (laughs) heavenly, angelic vocals in all of K-pop. And I really miss her. Her she was in a duo with someone. What was it called? Fifteen and. Fifteen and. Yeah, I I put their album, their whole album, on repeat for like a year. Mm-hmm. So I would really love for them to come back and do more. Also, this, the visuals of this video are insane. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil it for you. There's surprises, plot twists. So you have to check it out. Daybok or not for Sunmi Siren. So I'm going to kick us off by 
sharing what's going on in the video. And man, I'll tell you, there is a lot going on. Yes. It does <laughs> the visuals do not disappoint. So from the very first scene, we see Sunmi in classic Hollywood chic mode with bold red lip in a bathrobe in her bathroom, sitting down at her immaculate vanity, gazing at herself in the mirror. And just when we're about to get lost in her glittering stare, she <laughs> she sneezes into the camera. They were like, "Oh yeah, this is Sunmi. Yeah. She does this. This is what she, this is who she is." You know. So, just right from the get-go, we have that really that juxtaposition of glamour and quirky, of untouchable and girl next door. Yeah. And we just love that about her videos. Yeah, I actually really was excited when I saw that in the trailer when she did it but then there's also a part in the trailer that they didn't include the video where she does the eye drops and ah. she has these eye drops i think they might be an actual brand called fake tears for real bitches what and i lost Get it out. when i realized that that's what it said uh send me be my friend <laughs> you're my real bitch oh my send me <laughs> <laughs> she's the baddest b- I love it. So throughout the video, at every scene change, I just want to give you all a feel for what's going on here. At the at every scene change, we see Sunmi's long fingers with perfectly painted fingernails and a ring crawl around the edge of the frame. Her fingers come up over the edge of a bathtub or around a door um, opening to what's going to happen next. And that sets this tone that's both really sensual and almost a little scary or haunted, <laughs> like she's creeping around. But my favorite scene that I want to skip to and I think Ariana you liked this as yeah. well is when there's there's two versions of Sunmi in her room one is the girl next door version in a big sweater sitting down and watching the glamour the glamour girl Sunmi who's doing these weird dance moves, like <laughs> waving her arms around, and she has this deadpan facial expression, like she's a robot or she's possessed. I, what on so earth good. is going on? It's so <laughs> hilarious. Like, how did they both keep a straight face? Oh, wait, because they're the same person. They're the same person. Never mind. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's also like the fact that she, did, she was able to do both things is just shows you how weird she is <laughs> she just like that she did both those scenes and then they put it together that she could do that with a straight face kills me in general throughout the video I mean that that just sets the tone for everything right but yeah. Girl next door, son, me in the big blue sweater. She's going through her house, opening different doors, and behind each door, she's really scared to find a really glamorous and intimidating, scary version of herself. She's freaked out, slams the door, she runs to the next room. I that that's as far as I got in terms of understanding what all of this means. Um, but I'm guessing it fits into the larger storyline with Sunmi's other songs. Yeah, yeah. She actually did get to talk about this directly. Uh, luckily, we we're recording after she did like a full interview about this, which is super helpful. Um, oh, thank goodness! Yeah, thank goodness. It really helps. We'd be relying it. on on YouTube. Exactly. Know how to- <laughs> Just random theories, and man, they were weird for this one. Um, oh, yeah. But she said, you know, as the public knows, Gashina is a song that warns men. Heroin mm. was about loving an attractive but fatal man, but shows the doomed end of it. But Siren is the end of that warning. So the mm. album is entitled Warning. So it's this, yep. it's an overall arching story about 
I guess in a way doomed relationships and and having that warning ahead of time, knowing that you're getting into a bad relationship and mm. and trying to get out of it. And so this is the end of that. This is like when you're out of it and you're over it. Mm. And then there's also this is like a pretty well known thing that she you know she talked about and is obviously covered by every single theorist. So it must be true. <laughs> okay. Um, so sirens actually refer to two things. One is you have the warning sound, which is throughout the song correct you hear it it happens several times in the video that's one version of siren and i think it's really cool because it's actually in the lyrics too where she it it refers to in the lyrics where she talks about warning him ahead of time so the very top Mm. of the song she says i told you not to be deceived that the moment you take this hand it'll be dangerous so she's like i warned you i warned you that this is who i am but then there's this other side of siren which also goes with that same thought process which is the mythological creature the siren yes what people don't know is an actual siren like the original version of a siren was half woman half bird oh and that mermaids eventually became like in mythology became a version of a siren but there is also the the siren the half woman half bird is always evil where mermaids can be both which oh. man, I did not know that until this research. What? Yeah, oh it's gosh. crazy. So the these that's why you see both the mermaid imagery and yeah, the bird imagery. It's like this helps explain so many of the costume yeah. choices. Well, because when they when you see the the bird cage, I was like, oh, it's like Sia where they're in the bird cage. But then I was like, why does this make sense? <laughs> but why? <laughs> yeah, until you're like, oh, sirens are part bird. Mm. Oh, so yeah, and she talked about it and said, you know, they're both beautiful and frightening they're this thing that yeah. is so beautiful that you want to be around it but so frightening that you know it'll end your life you know dang yeah and i think that that makes sense for what she's what she's saying in the song and it makes sense for what she's doing in the video you know um yeah. and I'm, there's one the one mermaid scene where uh she's on she's, the laundry she's on a laundry <laughs> machine yeah. now does that have a meaning i think it was just there was like the one scene before that so she opens one door it's the girl in gold with the crown right i i did read like a twitter theory that basically or maybe it was a youtube theory because i read so many that they think that each room represented a different version of her so the obviously yeah so even i know that i don't need to go on but like they started to they started to go into like color theory with it so like the gold room means the rich you know royal version of her right the white version that other room which you can actually see she has some she looks like she has scales in that one too and she's sitting in front of yeah she's sitting in front of a, a shell but she's kind of like innocent and and spicy in that one. She's like that party girl who you know is also weirdly innocent, which is white. You know, what? yeah. So what? yeah. And then and then you go into this other room that's blue and serene, and she's underwater on top of a laundry machine, which I assume yes. was probably her laundry room. Um, <laughs> and that's supposed to be the version of her that's like. A little bit dangerous, but is also like calming. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't know if I believe the color theory part of it, but I do think I believe that these are like different versions of her bad side. Sure. I'd love to be her friends, but definitely would not want to date her with that many personalities and bad sides. No, thank you. Yeah. And I think that it kind of goes alongside with this idea, uh, which she says, the beautiful me of your fantasies doesn't exist. Ouch. You know, and that's really direct with what this video is saying. Yeah. What just came to mind was uh, Sugar, it's all fake love. (laughs) 
they're both breakup songs. That's kind of what you say. Like you, you know, you you wanted this version of me. It doesn't exist. That in all of fake love is about that. Like I was putting on something that I'm not. Yeah, you know. And I think this is you know this is the fe- it's almost like the female response. Yeah, why don't you smile? Why don't you say I love you? Now all the fake love lyrics match with this. Each of the BTS boys can date a version of Sunmi. That is a relationship I wouldn't hate. <laughs> <laughs> Is she older than them? <gasps> Even better. I think she might be the same age a little as Jin. Nuna action. Okay. I would I wouldn't <laughs> hate it. He's he's yes. that's okay. Yeah, no, but so I think totally fine with that. I think it's a really interesting um, you know, in this series, it's a it's a really interesting ending, you know. We heroin was basically the prequel. This was, you know, it was the prequel to Gashina, and this is the response to Gashina. So it makes sense that it would come in and like su- yeah, summarize everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the part that you and I could not stop talking and laughing about <laughs> was the choreography. Yes. And you know we could talk about how quirky and strange it is, but With I feel no like you, you and I just don't have the proper vocabulary. No. <laughs> Just saying. So um, so for this section, we decided to reach out to some local Bay Area K-pop dancers for their expert opinions on uh, on what we have here in the video. So first we had uh, Soweni1 send in their comments. Uh, Soweni1 is pretty famous on the K-pop dance circuit. They actually won the official K-Con dance contest, so, so we are good. honored to hear from them. Mm-hmm. They said, we think Sunmi has come back with yet another memorable and iconic choreography. We think the choreo yet again demonstrates a unique style, characteristic of Sunmi. We also heard from a resident K-pop dance instructor, Brian Chio. Uh, he said, I love the simplicity of the choreography for Siren, such that it showcases the sensuality of Sunmi, but does does not overdo it, which I completely agree with. Mm-hmm. For example, there is this one part where she sticks out her leg on the beat as she slowly and seductively rises up. She's curling her hand behind her arch back with a come hither look. Ooh, I need to find that. I don't remember that part, but I need to find that. Yeah. He goes on to say, throughout the whole video, it felt like I was watching the expression of her true self rather than a series of choreographed moves. Whether she is an advanced dancer or not, it doesn't matter. What is important is that she has it. And I completely agree with that. Mm, There's something about her on stage is just... It's intoxicating. You know, like, even watching the live stage of this already, I I watched it today and I was like, wow, like, this choreo is insane. She she does a lot with it and it's weird. And and (laughs) I think I I used the term direct... What he says is correct is that, like, it's watching expression of her rather than this is choreography, you know? Yeah, exactly. I wonder how involved she was in creating the choreography. I mean, we know that she is a classically trained dancer. Can't you see that, boy? Okay, so moving on to the audio. For this, we had our... K-pop editor intern Michaela uh, do her normal, really thorough, comprehensive analysis of all of the musical elements going on here. So we're going to play her recording. Hello, everybody. I am Hi, so excited to be talking about today's Daybok or not. Or excited this week's to hear from you. Daybok or not. <laughs> we miss you. Uh, 
OGG's Little Touch. This, of course, was the obvious choice for Debacle Not This Week. Oh, this is. It was the best the release one? this OGG. week. OGG. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, okay. What? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Sunny's Siren oh, never gave up enough for this week. And what? the genre of this song is definitely an ambient synth pop track with a soundscape that's really similar to 80s pop music in the U.S. So, according yep. to our very own p Low, it's very reminiscent of sort of 80s Madonna or better comparison would definitely be the queen of k-pop um jong-hwa whoa who decided she's the queen <laughs> all right <laughs> we'll talk about this later although i agree this this song is definitely inspired by um jong-hwa's music and she's awesome yeah i also think it reminds me more of lady gaga than madonna but i think that the 80s sound is what does make it like the madonna more obvious yeah that makes mm. sense yeah, yeah. I think it's also impossible to separate. Now that we've watched the video, we know that Sunmi's like weirdness is it's very much too. a Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, it's hard exactly. to pull those apart. There are a few key moments in the song that I really want to talk about. Overall, it does a great job of building up energy with how the backing track relates to the vocals. So mm. the synth starts to pulse in the chorus. And you get these really cool pulsing synths in the chorus. And there's a modulated sample that plays at the end of the chorus, the post-chorus or the bridge. Post-chorus. Where she sings la la la. <laughs> and it starts to modulate and flow with the melody, kind of mm. dancing around it. section the la 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 section was like a good way to create that earworm effect because that's the, mm. like that's the part that's you know should get stuck in your head but for me the like hero of the song is the getaway out of my face like yeah yeah i was like that's the part that i like will never not have in my head i'm like walking around I'm like get away out of my face mm-hmm. like i just want to say it to people all the time get away out of my face yeah you just like Put your hand out in front of someone's face. And do that weird dance yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. No, like, get away out of my... Like, add, definitely add that to the list of iconic K-pop girl power choruses. Yeah. I don't need a man. I don't need... <laughs> <laughs> they got I got, like... Yeah. Just put it right there. Put it on the list. But where the song doesn't really do a great job of building up energy is in the last section that I want to talk about, and that's the Can't You See That Boy bridge. It has a very different vibe from the rest of the track, which they actually foreshadow in the first verse after the chorus. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. I have to go back. But the problem is... There's a very definite genre shift in this bridge, but they don't really go all the way with it. So it doesn't really build a lot of energy going into the final chorus. I think we are just so desensitized to complete 180 degree genre changes from (coughs) Teddy, Teddy Park. (laughs) (laughs) 
that hearing something like this, hearing something like the bridge in this song is just like, eh, yeah. it doesn't feel like anything to us. But when we go back to listening to American music or something, we wouldn't hear this kind of thing break down. It definitely would have been better if they had gone full out with the genre shift, full ratchet, as <laughs> our Peter Lowe would say. What? Maybe switching out the distorted snare for a DJ Mustard Hay sample. I think the best example of this is in the intro for Bastar's Zero for Conduct. <laughs> you get the siren, you get the ratchet bass synths, and you get all the haze in there. So... Oh, I forgot about that song. But this song, in the context of Sunmi's releases for this year, is definitely one of the releases that lay the groundwork for Sunmi's sound as a soloist, especially in 2018. And I'm really interested to see if she continues with this kind of 80s nostalgia sound going into next year, because... You know, too much of the same genre can kind of be a bad thing. Yeah. The best example mm. that we have of this is Card. Mm. Maybe she might switch it up after next year, but this is a great close to this trilogy that she's been putting out this year. And I'm just so happy to be getting more Sunmi in my life. Yeah, I agree. You know, she did talk about it in the comeback. She wants a Sunmi sound. And we talked mm. about if she's like Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga switches up her her genre she switches up everything but we know who Lady Gaga is we know when she's singing yeah. and so I think that Sunmi is creating her own lane and we saw this you know this is what we see now with this, the rest of this album you know she's created her own lane I don't feel like a lot of people in K-pop are doing this oh totally um, I do also agree with the too much of the same thing can be bad and so I think cutting off this sound after these three tracks yeah. is probably the way to go um, but she has so much talent and so much potential I mean I encourage everyone to go listen to the rest of the album yes. you can really see what she can do all, all the other songs don't sound exactly like this well it, we've wrapped everything up with that so I guess it's about that time Whoa. it's time to give our final scores Hey. so for the concept one being the lowest five being the highest how would you rate it, Steph? I would give this a solid 3.8 on concept. Okay. I mean, especially after you told me about the deeper meaning and the symbolism behind all the characters. Like, she's not just playing dress up. Everything has a reason. Mm -hmm. 3.8. So I actually am going to be a little bit lower on this one. I'm going to go with a <gasps> 3.5. And the <gasps> only reason is because I don't actually know what's going on. And I'm assuming a lot of stuff. What? You lied to me. The concept of the song is really strong. And the concept of the video is really interesting, but I think there, I was a little confused by the, I didn't know which, what she was doing in each room and I didn't know, <laughs> like, I was like, wait, who's, is the one in the romper also a completely different person? Like, mm. which one is that? So I think that that was the only thing that kept me a little bit lower. Yeah. Yeah. What about audio? Stuff? For audio, I think this is going to go into rotation. Mm. It's solid. Um, and I'm not usually a fan of that Madonna 80s sound. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I know Peter's like cringing somewhere. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, so I'm actually going to give it 
3.6. Okay. It's pretty good. I like it. I love all three of the songs. I would say that this heroin is the one that's my actual favorite. Yeah. And so this is not going to make as big of a score as I would give heroin. Mm -hmm. Um, I would give this a four. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Because I have literally been walking around since it came out going, get away out of my face. Yeah. You know, so I think that, I think it's a a solid four for me. I'm obviously going to download the entire album into my playlist. (laughs) That's right. Me too. All of you should as well. Yes. Cool. So all in all was Sunmi's Siren Daybok or not. Daybok for me. Daybok for me. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Siren. <laughs> <laughs> okay. DJ, can you put a real siren in there? <laughs> Instead of both of us making siren sounds. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Join us for our weekly K-pop Twitter chats on Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific time using the hashtag K-pop chat, led by Supermatic. The K-pop cast is produced by Peter Lowe, Stephanie Parker, and Ariana Khan. Edited by Peter Lowe, Rodri Thomas, and Michaela J. Matt Diaz leads the K-pop chat, and Ramen Man runs our Instagram. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Signing off. Let our listeners know where they can find you online. And what would the did we even talk about? Oh, we didn't talk about the like yellow. The most tape. memorable part of her, all of her costumes. Yes, that priority oh tape. Yeah. So <laughs> y'all know when you go uh, like fly on an airplane somewhere, and I mean, I guess you wouldn't know if you're not a VIP like Ariana and I, not a first class passenger. But if you are, then they put special yellow tape on your luggage that says priority and your bag can go in first. So for this video, Sunmi decides to have a ponytail on top of her head with priority tape wrapped on it. <laughs> so Ridiculous. Good. So Sunmi. So anyways, now that y'all know, our sign off question is, what would the yellow tape on your ponytail say? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can reach me at Ariana underscore Y underscore con on Twitter. And I think mine would say, do not cross. Ooh. Get away out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's going to come up in multiple episodes. Yes. <laughs> um, so you can find me on Twitter at sparker2. And I think I'll be a little more uh, modest, conservative with my tape and have it say under construction, Aww. you know, just in case. <laughs> be nice to me. Fragile. <laughs> All right. So don't forget to tell us your answer by tweeting us at the K-pop cast. Night, guys. See you later.